What's going on, everybody? This is What's the Wave, another quarantine edition. My name is Brandon. I'm here from my designated location, and I'm joined by my buddies, Tyler and Nate, who are also in their designated location. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? What's up, man? What's up? What's up, guys? Y'all all safe? Y'all safe? Y'all not going crazy over this quarantine? No, I'm just mad I can't eat Chinese food like how I want. Man, you tell them, Nate. That's, that, that's part of the reason why I'm going I'm about to go crazy, man. I can't leave the house unless something's important, but, you know, it is what it is. But, um, right. you know, part of me is glad we're on quarantine because we really get to enjoy certain things. And part of those certain things is the Last Dance documentary. And Last Dance documentary debuted on Sunday with the... Uh, the Chicago Bulls in the 1996-1997 run where they had cameras following them around and uh, most of it is circulated around Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman. Now, I've been waiting for this and I'm glad that ESPN and big ups to ESPN for pushing this documentary up knowing that he's going to all going to be bored as hell in the house. And um, there's a lot of things that stood out to me. It was, um, and I think the documentary did a great job of setting the stage for what's really about to happen because we got the, the Detroit Pistons episode coming up next, which I absolutely cannot wait for. Just seeing the Bad Boys documentary and see how they they got their they got their mantra and they came at the Bulls' expense at one point. But um, I don't know, y'all. I'm I'm really just interested in knowing like what is it that people are going to hate Jordan for, and I'm. I was already intrigued by the fact that Jerry Cross was so hated. I know, like I knew a lot about basketball history, but I didn't know how much he was hated and how much Jordan just absolutely despised him and talked about his weight, all the other stuff. But um, <laughs> but nah, nah, like it was really, it was really crazy. Like Cross yeah. would just be standing there, be like, "Hey, yo, the thing, like you make you take pills, make you sure or something." Like it, like Jordan was really a bully. Yeah, I've never heard of a player talking to a GM like that. But I guess that's what happens when you have the power of Michael Jordan, and uh, you're not gonna go against your best play because that just never does anything good. But um, <clears throat> but what was your first impressions of the first episode? Because I have some. Uh, I want to hear some of y'all first. Um, well, I feel like part one and two basically documented the the relationship between Kraus, um, Pippen, Jordan, and um. Jackson, Phil Jackson. So I think the first two were just, they kind of talked a lot about how Jerry Cross was hated and his ego and how he, the thing that stuck out one was that he told um, Phil Jackson that I don't care if you won 82 straight games, this was going to be your last season. And I think with that, like, that's just a crazy thing to tell a coach. Like, he could go undefeated and it's still going to be his last year. (laughs) That was, that just shows you his ego and just how he wanted, he wanted a bigger uh, portion of credibility to the whole thing than what he deserved. And um, the little story about Jordan's first year where he walked in on the team and Cocaine Circus. Yeah. I like how he included... I wasn't doing that, no. It was just them and I seen some things. Hey, so. hey, man, not for nothing. It's hard to look at Jordan's eyes throughout that whole documentary thinking he didn't do anything in that hotel room that, that night. Yeah, he he on something. Uh, I, 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 mean, <laughs> I mean, listen, I know bro got the Velveeta eyes, and I don't know if he's hot all the time, but um, like, mm. like what else? Yeah, I don't think he was telling the truth about not doing anything that night. 
I mean, you can't say that. He a billionaire. You can't really, you can't really say I did something in the room. We're like you're talking about coke and girls and all other type of stuff that's going on. You can't really say I was doing it too. Like maybe you can't because you're Jordan, but I wouldn't do it. I would. I, I wouldn't either. There's already a stigma that he he just drinks and gambles, and you just. I mean, it was that one picture he took one run away from the media, and he just fraud as hell and whatnot. So I guess he just want to keep that stigma away. But um, if but going back to the documentary, the actually important part is not him, you know, potentially snorting cocaine. Um, I found it interesting of or, of the the tagline of organizations with championship, not players. And I think that it was documented well that Jerry Krause had the, the short man syndrome and that he just wanted to be loved and wanted to be credited for everything. If he didn't get his way, that he was going to act, you know, a certain type of way. Now, I don't mean to come at short people around the world. I mean, I could probably talk about them. I'm a 6'3 guy and I, I, I know how to, I know how the thing works, but it is a legit thing. That's why I'm not really surprised that this, Little man syndrome. It was probably one of the the driving forces behind the Bulls eventually breaking up, having Jordan retire, and all this other stuff. That's not surprising. And you just and yeah. I think this has to be a lesson for a lot of GMs going forward. That you know you're only there to get the players in positions to be the players, and you have to think about it and be like, listen, if. We, if I know that I have a chance to do something extremely special, and they was already in the midst of doing something special, but you know, you can go far and beyond that. You can't let ego gain your way. You can't tell Phil Jackson if you even if you win every game this season, you you're not being brought back. You you don't be that guy that has his wedding invites everybody except the head coach. And I think that, you know, eventually I'm going a little a little ahead, but. I'm pretty sure Jerry Cross probably regrets treating Phil Jackson the way he did, considering what he did with the Lakers going forward, too. That's a fair point. Yeah. I just think it was just crazy. Like, I like I agree with what you said. He had, like, short man syndrome. But then also, like, he was coming from a baseball background, too. So baseball is a bit of a different sport where – you can say that the organization wins the championship and not so much the players. Whereas in basketball, like one player can change, can turn you into a franchise, really. Yeah. You probably didn't really believe that it takes an organization when in reality the sports are different. I, I feel like he, I feel like at that point, um, like, like Jerry was just at the point where if it did, wasn't his way and it was winning championships, he just felt like, uh, you know, the world was missing that it was him that put everything together. He just wanted all the credit, you know what I'm saying? And and it's just crazy to think like that. Like, why would you even want to, like, run your organization? I actually want to lead into something that you said, Talo. You said um, baseball is a, a sport where organizations win championships. Um. Yeah. Do you believe that's the case all the time? Because I'm actually like I don't, I I have a little bit of a different mindset on that. I mean, I mean, if we being specific, really pitching wins championships. I agree pitching with that. Defense. But if you look at baseball, who's the best player in Mike baseball Trump. right now? How many he rings does he have? Right. So it's like 
And he's he's by far like the best player to me. In my opinion, he's yeah, by far. Like but you but when you base it off of how the game is played and then there's hundred and sixty two games at that, one player can't but get you so far. You need the whole entire team as a as a uh, as a whole to to win a championship in baseball. Basketball not so much because you can you can play offense and defense. You can control things more on the court. So it's just two different things. I think a lot of it was just seeing how much press Michael Jordan was being, and he is just like a global phenomenon. And and not only on top of that, he was a dick. So Cross Cena is like, okay, y'all don't really know the real person. So why do y'all? celebrate him so much and I and I and I get it because it's like you know I think we're going to see more and more and more of how much of uh of a dick Jordan was but um at the end like at the end of the day like it's not something that's going to become a detriment to the team that that your best player throws a couple of barbs at you because I mean listen if you if, you, if you're self-aware with yourself you could just be like okay it's whatever like he doesn't believe mean it I don't know that, but right. like you, you just be like, okay, it's whatever, you know. My my weight, yeah, I'm fat, I'm short. Are you winning championships though? Yeah. So he can say, well, he he can say what he wants about me, you know. I'm making the team money. He's the re- I'm the reason why he's on his team right now. So, you know, why why did that cool. have to be such a driving force behind like you know this team being broken up? But um. Like, what do you expect going forward with this documentary? Because I feel like this documentary could go so many different ways, and we're gonna find up so right. many different I think stuff. It, yeah, it's gonna be so many different layers to the documentary that I'm. I really don't know where it's gonna go. I know it's gonna be entertaining though, but I don't know what we're gonna learn, what we're gonna find out. But I think be something. I think we're definitely gonna find out things that we never knew about, like Jordan and like that Bulls mm-hmm. run in that era. Like, I think a lot of things are going to be exposed. <laughs> I and you know, you know what? I'm very and very very interested in finding out. Are they going to talk about Jordan's father? Because there's a lot of um, controversy behind that and wh- why he retired and whatnot. Oh, so you know what? I'm glad. I, I'm glad I, I remind myself. Did y'all did y'all peep in the beginning of the um documentary that Jordan took a eighteen month vacation? Yeah, I mean, listen, Jordan, I love. I mean that that's gonna that's gonna feed into the whole uh, the retirement. The re- the you heard about thing. the yeah. but 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 Jordan, yeah. I love you. But do you think we're stupid? I mean, in a way, I guess that's kind of him confirming the whole conspiracy, the whole theory behind it. Nate, do you know the um, the uh, what are we talking about? Yeah, with the whole David Stern and David Stern and what? But there's like a whole conspiracy thing with David Stern. Um, Jordan had like real big gambling issues. And I think there was some type of scandal that was going on at the time, I think. And so David Stern, he went to Jordan and he told Jordan, he said, look, I don't want to, like, suspend you because, you know, you're my biggest star or whatever. Why don't you just take a a hiatus, maybe go play baseball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or go go retire. And then 
And then you'll come back later. Everybody will forget about it. And then that was pretty much it. That's the whole theory behind it. Oh, wow. Is that really? I he never retired in his prime. Yeah, because yeah. he did. He did retire in his prime. And I always wanted to know, like, what was the point of that? Mm-hmm. But I thought because yeah. maybe, yeah. He wanted to go to, you know, baseball because he was so good. And back in the 90s, that was the thing to do. So, you know, um, I don't know. I just thought, I don't know. But that's crazy. If if Do you really think that David Stern said that I, to him? I mean, he possibly could have. That's smart. Possibly, I think so. Yeah. Because, that's a smart thing because to do. if you really think about it, with all the NBA has gone through with the cocaine issues and there was prior gambling issues before Jordan, how would it look on their brand that their best player was caught in a gambling uh, scandal? You have to cover right. that up somehow. Like it, it's like at the end of the day, we know like what the deal is, but mm-hmm. will will the big names ever talk about that? No, I'm sure. I'm mm-hmm. sure David Stern carried that to his grave. Yeah. So yep. that's like that's like you know LeBron doing something. You know, saying like that's that's it'll be <laughs> devastating to the league. Hell, why you think when like listen, Chris Benoit at the time wasn't the biggest star in WWE, but when when steroids when when steroids was the reason why WWF was on trial back in the, in the early nineteen nineties, why why do you think they just banned everything for Chris Benoit because they knew steroids was an issue and constantly Vince McMahon tried to deny the fact that that steroids was a thing in the nineties. So mm-hmm. you have it in, in ways like we know what the deal is, but you you had to like protect your brand at all costs. And as long as it's not and like people can have their conspiracy theories, but as long as it's not costing you money, you can't like you can't really just focus on stuff like that. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, like listen, I've seen the memes on Twitter about curiosity and the cat, and y'all can y'all can make. Up your imagination of who Michael Jordan, who Michael Jordan was, or who his father was in that picture. I'm gonna get into that, but um, it's going to be interesting when he talks about his father because I, you know, there was this, there was times in the documentary that I heard that he had to step off set because he was crying, and you know, you wonder if that was one one of those times. And you know, I don't want to, I don't want to make you know light of the situation because, like, obviously that the curiosity and the cat that's not. Funny meme. It's just, it's just like, damn. But you know, you, you just wonder if that's going to be talked about, and you know, stuff yeah. like that. But um, how do you guys feel about the whole Scotty Pippen thing? Scotty Pippen was really the sixth highest paid player on the Chicago Bulls. Not even that. The hundred and twenty second highest paid player in the NBA at that time. Listen. Does it make you respect Scotty more? Does it make you like have him have him higher up in your, See, I, I'm, your all-time I'm ring? This only because you signed a contract that that well well listen I'm not gonna blame Scotty I was gonna say Scotty Scotty contract I'm not gonna blame Scotty Pippen for signing that contract because at the end of the day you was looking for a new deal so if you're looking for a new deal you're going to strive to get that new deal it was just really, really bad luck on his part that the league just started to take the hell off when Jordan's popularity popularity rose. When, when Jordan's popularity right. rose, the, the NBA's 
the NBA's uh, earnings started to skyrocket. So Pippen was really put in a really, really bad situation. And Jerry Weinsdorf even said, like, listen, this is your deal. Do not come back and renegotiate with this deal with me. Because this this is your contract. We have a lot more other players, players to pay. And that's, that's what the situation is. <clears throat> and the fact that he paid he paid uh he played out that contract, I respect him for that. I really, really do. Now do I think his decision to get surgery late when the season was starting, I think that was extremely selfish on his part. You do not get surgery so you could you so you do not hold all surgery so you can go enjoy your summer. That that's not how it works. Your team needs you out there. And you saw when that was the case, the Bulls struggled out the gate. They went four four. A team that was as dominant as ever, they went four and four to start the season. That's like it's not the end of the world. But for a team like that, that's panic mode, and that that ultimately right. falls on him. Not to mention he got smacked by Charles Oakley. That's pretty. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Charles Barkley, and I want I still want to see that footage. So yeah, I, 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 I hope I get to see that. But that made me wonder what kind of what kind of man was Charles Oakley? Everybody he trying to fight James Dolan. He's slapping people in their proms. Hey, of- you know who that man was. <laughs> he was an enforcer. He was, a, yeah, he was an enforcer. And, and it, it, it's tough to try to stand up to people like that. That's like you going. That's like you going into the especially exactly like going you going to the WWF and be and be having to share a locker room with with Bradshaw. You're you're, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah, you, you going. You know, you're not going to have a, a, a easy day all the time. But um. Um, what was I going to say? Um, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see if there was a rift between Pippen and the Bulls because of this. I'm sure. No, I know we're gonna learn. I'm sure. I know we're gonna learn more about it, but like, it's just it's just a very very selfish move on his part, in my opinion. Seven years, eighteen. Seven years, eighteen. I mean, I mean, good lord. It just, it's just such, such a far cry from what, what we're seeing now with the deals and stuff like that. It's just it's crazy where NBA was at one point, and even even in like the the, yeah. the battles of like Magic and Bird and and seeing the the Pistons take off. Like it's crazy how the popularity but just I, didn't rise. I also want to say like I I don't want to say I I don't feel bad for him because at the end of the day you also have to remember that. Yes, he was the 122nd highest ranked uh, paid player. But he was also getting paid off of endorsements as well and the Bulls, you know what I'm saying? So it's like at the end of the day, it's not like he was broke or anything like that, but he did definitely deserve more. But, you know, you can't blame him for that that bad contract. Yeah, he can't be blamed. Can't be blamed. It's it's a very unfortunate timing, to be honest. He definitely deserved to get paid more. Like, you know, but at the end of the day, like, we, you know, he couldn't control what was going on. Uh, like, who would who would have known that they were going to take off the way they just did? He didn't know that. So. <laughs> Very rough situation for him. And I, I feel bad. I, I really, really, really feel bad for him. But I, I, up until the whole injury thing came up, Sam, I'm trying to F up my summer. I'm just like, all right, bro. Like, yeah, word. But, um, of course, with the last dance documentary it came with some talk a lot of people talking about it everyone was on twitter watching as a family 
talking about it. So, the team after the Bulls to three-peat was my innate Los Angeles Lakers from 1999 to 2001, 2002. I think it was 2002. 2001, 2002. So, I took it upon myself to look at the starting lines for each team from throughout there at the Bulls two three-peats and the Lakers one. I said, let me put together a starting lineup. So, I have Derek Fisher, Kobe Bryant, Rick Fox, Robert Horry, Shaq for the Lakers, their top five. Well, they're starting five from their championship teams. It's not it's not specific, but it's just from their championship teams. And then you have on the Bulls side, you have John Paxson, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, and Horace Grant. Now Shaq said that his three P team would beat the Chicago Bulls three P team. Before I go further with this, I want your opinions on that. From that starting five I just mentioned, I want to know who will win out of that. <sighs> tough thing, Bo. Um, nah, it's not that tough. All right, so, so spell it out. The Lakers is dogging them. Oh, when you say dogging them, when you say, well, what? Say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now listen, now listen, okay, listen, I'm listen, I'm listen, listen. I want y'all to understand something because now we about to get spicy. You're gonna give me an annual. Nah, now we about to get spicy because now you wildin'. When I tell you, first of all, all right, yes, they're not. All right, nah, yeah, they dogging them. Listen, you got Derek Fisher, oh, mm-hmm. right? Then you got Kobe Bryant. That they already got, you know, chemistry. They already that's good. You know what I'm saying? But then you also have Shaq in the post. You also have Rick Fox, who also has a good shot. Also plays defense, and um, I forgot what's his name again. Uh, what's what's his name? What's his name? What's what's his name? Robert. Uh, Horry. Yes, Robert Horry. Then you got Robert Horry, who's a shooter as well. So at the end of the day, <laughs> like, how can you stop all five of these guys? All five of um of of uh, the Bulls players are not scores, like lethal scores, the way that Kobe and his team is. Yeah, I know that. So I don't know why I even like doing this. Scotty is not outscoring Ooh. Shaq. He's not outscoring. He's not even going to be able to score because I don't even think lethal scorers. Who's lethal on his team besides Jordan? Who's le- who's lethal on that starting five besides Shaq? Shaq. Lethal? What are you saying? Kobe and Shaq. Who else? He said and Derek a Fisher. Bunch of lethal Derek Fisher's a lethal. He's lethal. Yeah. What do you mean? Come on, bro. Lethal, don't. But he, he, he he's does, not. He, he's not, he not, he not lethal. lethal. He's not lethal. But he he's a he's a consistent I'm shot. Sound like Soldier Boy. Lethal. He's a consistent <laughs> shot. <laughs> he's a consistent shot. Robert Horry's definitely lethal. So I don't know why you questioning that. And then Rick Fox. That's a, I wouldn't say that's consistent, but you know he's there for the clutch moments. So you know. I don't know, bro. So if it's a seven, if it's a seven game series, what do you? What, how many? How many games do you think it take for them to beat? Them? I say. Be careful. It take. You say. Nah, nah, nah not, not, I say six. I say six. I, say I will six. take that. I don't like. Yeah. Here's the thing. I've been going back and forth with this because I grew up. The Lakers were the first team I watched, and because of that, I became a fan of them. Mm-hmm. And you know, in my spare time, I like to revisit certain games and stuff like that. You know, I still have a hard time with this because 
when you look at the Bulls, you have someone that can light it up in Michael Jordan. And you have two, you have, you have three, well, four, who bring straight nastiness. Scottie Pippen would dunk on you and stare you down, and he played great defense as well. Dennis Rodman mm-hmm. doesn't give a damn about your feelings, and he's going he's gonna to D up on you as, as best as, as he can, as, as he's done his entire career. And, and grab, you, and grab cool. rebounds. That's you cool. have Horace Grant, an enforcer, a mm-hmm. straight enforcer in the paint. Now, mm-hmm. I bring up all of that to say you got Kobe Bryant on the other side who, who does not fear anybody. Anything he doesn't at all. Fear anybody. He came even his rookie year, even even his younger years. He he did not back down from Michael Jordan. He did not fear him. And then you have probably in most eras, and but especially in this era, the most dominant basketball player in the world in Shaquille O'Neal. It's like both sides. And, and wait, wait, before oh, wait, I'm go, sorry, go, go. before you even go. Let's not forget, he's also 7-1. And he's also, like, the strongest man in the, in the NBA dominant. at the moment. Most dominant. <laughs> so, so, go ahead, continue. Listen, Big Shot Bob is not really known for his defense. Can he play defense? Yes, he can. So, can Jordan, can Jordan drive in the paint as much as he can? Uh, I don't know. He has to go up against Shaq. And then you got... Scotty Pippen, he don't back down from anybody. He's got to go up against those monsters too. Like I, it's it's crazy because like it, the teams are like so equal, but the the defensive the defensive um side goes to the Bulls, but offensively, how are you stopping Shaq and Kobe? You I, can't. I, that's I what I'm I, saying. I, I care less right. about Jordan's um double digit um all defensive teams because at the end of the day, Kobe will give you buckets. Kobe, I, I, I realistically, out of the six, I mean, out of those six games, I think that they would win. Kobe is definitely giving you in that uh that time frame, he's definitely giving you about thirty buckets a game. Jordan's probably giving the Bulls probably like thirty buckets a game. Shaq is definitely giving you a good clean thirty buckets a game. Who is going to give the Bulls the the extra you know oomph? To to win, you know, there's nobody really there that's gonna go through Shaq, or that's gonna be able to. Because we're forgetting that Kobe can play defense. Himself. Oh, of course, we know. I'm so so, who's really gonna like Jordan's gonna have a hard time already going through Kobe? Then he has to go through Shaq. Like that's not that's not an easy thing. You know what I'm saying? Tyler, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah. See, see, here's the thing, right? I'm looking at both starting fives, and if. The Lakers had anybody else besides Shaq, I would say Bulls in like five or Bulls in six. If you had like Powell or if you had Bynum, whoever else at that center spot, I would have had Bulls at five or six. Mm. But with this, I got I still got the Bulls, but it's in seven. What? And that's and that's very cool. Like the thing is, like Shaq is just he's the main oh. issue for the Bulls on that team. I feel like because there's nobody. There's nobody on that lineup that can really match Not up with Shaquille O'Neal. But that's why. That's the only thing. But I think the Bulls find a way in seven games. But that's why, because just like if you take Shaq off, if you take Jordan off, they're not going to win one game. So 
You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But <laughs> if you take if you, Shaq and Jordan, no, off? I'm saying if you take if you take Shaq off of the Lakers, right? Just how you just said, then the Bulls would win right. five games, right? That's what you said. Yeah. Okay, so if you take Jordan off of the Bulls, they won't win one game against the Lakers. Take take Kobe off the Lakers. How many games they gonna win? They would lose without Kobe. Just how they would lose without Shaq. Right. So what's your point? But but that's that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Of course they would lose without Shaq. Just like if you take if you take Scottie Pippen off of the Bulls, they won't win a game either. You know what I'm saying? Like if no matter what you if you take their best player off, of course they're not gonna win. No, but I'm saying he's the most dominant. He's not necessarily the best, but he's the most dominant. And in terms of matching up, he's the he's the biggest. Mismatch. No, because if so you because take Shaq nobody... off and you put if you and you put uh Pau Gasol, you take Sha- and you put Pau Gasol, that's an even matchup. You think they still win it? That's right. That's even. But I'm saying with this lineup now, there's a mismatch. There's nobody on Shaq's level. So because there's that big gap, it's very hard to sway either way. But I still think at seven, the Bulls will find a way to get it done. In My seven guy, Ty Lowe, this is what I'm trying to tell you. you know? So I'm trying. I know what you're saying. I know yeah. what you're saying. But listen, okay. both. No matter. Matter of fact, I'm gonna clarify it. No, no okay. matter what team Kobe was playing for, his championship teams, every championship team would have beaten Jordan's team. What? What? That is a fact. What? You are that is crazy. a fact, man. Okay, you that is a fact. We can, all right, so hold on. So wait now, because you are all right, crazy. So now let's get into something. Let's get into it. Let's get into okay. it. Okay. How am I crazy? How am I crazy? Before I go into my points, because you make it seem like that's an easy dub for Kobe and the Lakers. No, 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 right. no. What's no, wrong never, with you? Never, never, never. Not saying that. I'm saying that they would win no matter what. Each of Why? all of Kobe's championship teams would have beaten Jordan's championship teams. Oh, you know, you know what? How? I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not. I, that's not a. That's not a bad point. How? That's not a I'm, bad. I'm gonna point. give you this. If it was the 2009, 2010, no, no, 2010, 2011 Lakers, I will give you that. I think it's 2010. Wait, wait, with 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 no no you're wrong. That's uh, no, wait. What are you talking about? Lakers, excuse yeah, me. 2009, 2010. Yeah, because they they the the matchups really really line up. But then again, that's not what we're talking about. Okay, so what are we talking about? We're talking about the the five I just put out there. You said okay, you said it. you said the Lakers will win win in six. Yep. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. We'll get back to that. But what year you said would be any Bulls team? Any championship what? year that Kobe No, won. pick one. Oh wait or oh nine. Pick, pick no, one. Oh, nine. Oh, nine or Either 10, oh nine and oh ten. I say ten. I say ten more. Like that. Yeah. Ten. Name me your starting spot from that ten, from that 2010. Uh, that would be any Bulls three three team. Fisher, Kobe, Artest, Powell, and Bynum. And Bynum, yeah. That's what are you talking about? That's literally. I don't think they beat that. What? I don't think they beat that. I don't know, man. I still don't think they. Bro, beat the Bulls. now you now you're bugging because it, look. I still don't. You think got they you got Fisher who's still there, and at that time, him and Kobe were just like geniuses together. Then you have another genius in Powell, Gasol, and Kobe, and then you also have uh. Um, what's the uh, name? Bi- Ron, Ron Artest, who's uh, literally uh, an enforcer. I think it's definitely even, but I still pick the Bulls. What, bro? In the how? Eight, bro, how? How? Wait, uh, six. I don't know about wait, that. Wait, what year? What year? What year from the Bulls? Tell me what year. We're talking about what? What are we talking about? Ninety six? Or even? I'll go. Matter of fact, no. I'll go year. Let me go year. If we talking years, I'll go. What you want to do? Ninety three? I mean, uh, uh, ninety two. 
I want to go 92. Mm. BJ Armstrong, Scotty Pippen, Horace Grant. That might be the best one. No, because I need, I need, I need Dennis Rodman. Oh, I need yeah. Rodman to drive right, me yeah, twenty. So I'll probably go. I'll go ninety six because that's when they won seventy two games. Okay. I'll go ninety six. Okay. So even if you go to ninety six Bulls and twenty ten right. Lakers, right? I'm still gonna go with the uh-huh. twenty ten Lakers because you, you, you can even now. All right. So Ron Artest and and Den, Dennis Roberts are literally gonna uh, cancel each other out. They both going to uh, get checks and get ejected. Exactly. Keep going. So then you have Jordan and Kobe, who's no matter what going to get 40 points a game. Both of them. Right. Then you have Bynum and uh, uh, Grant. Is that his name? Horse names. Yeah, Bynum yeah, and Grant. Bynum and Horse Grant. Grant. And at Bynum at that time, which you're forgetting, right, he was a scoring machine and he was a defensive machine. And yes, uh, Grant could, you know, he had. Horace Grant was also an all star, yeah, getting you 20 and 10. Yes. And two bucks yes, a game. but he wasn't doing that to Bynum. Bynum was strong. Like, I, I'm talking about that year specifically. Bynum was too strong for, like, most centers. You know what I'm saying? He was just playing on a different level. Okay. So, I don't I don't really know. And then Pau Gasol, who's, that, who's taking Pau? Who's stopping Pau? Pau was... Rodman can, can handle Pau Gasol. Robin can handle him, but he's he's not going to outsmart him. That's what I'm saying. And everybody's stronger than Pau Gasol. We know that. But Powell is a better – he's a smarter player. He knows what he's doing. Oh, I don't know about that. But I think in terms of that matchup, my key my key factor in that is Scottie Pippen. Because I feel like Scottie could lock down Odom and he's going to get you – he's going to get you a good 20, 25 and 7 and with maybe two, three steals a game. Mm-hmm. So, really, you, you're right. But in terms of that matchup, Scottie would be the – the key factor, as opposed with the '96 Bulls and the Lakers that we're talking about, with Shaq would be that that thing that you know that sways it on one side. So for me, that matchup is Scottie Pippen. He's going to be the key. Mm-hmm. They yeah, even, yeah. But I, I, I say no, I got the Bulls, but yeah, but, that's a dead even yeah, matchup. It's, it's a dead even matchup, but I I feel like there's just like a lot of discrepancies. Like it's 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 so it's so tight with the the all time. Lamps. I'm going back to that. It's so tight. You like yeah. it's 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 literally flip a coin. In my know. opinion, mm-hmm. it is. It is. You can't go wrong with either I, answer. Yeah, you can't go wrong. So, so all right. It's tough. Rapid fire. Tell tell her who will win. Okay. And what game? And how many games? I got Bulls in seven. Uh I. I'm saying Bulls, but in my head, Shaq is. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> and it's just like, what are you doing with yeah. Shaq? You could try to get him to foul out, or you could try to, you know, irritate him. But he's just—he's too dominant. I really don't know. Nate, oh sorry about that. Girl. I'm. I'm still. I. It's Bulls and seven, but it's right there. Like it's like I'm right at the cusp of picking. Now that we keep talking about yeah. it, oh my bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. But now that we keep talking about it, bro, I, I'm gonna say Lakers in five. What the hell? That I have to. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> I, have I have to because I'm really thinking about it. Like, what are they gonna do with Shaq? Did you eat today? <laughs> I, are you, are you I, okay? But, but look, but look, what are they going to do with Shaq? Like, I. I you think the Bulls only gonna get one no, game? I, I think so, man. I think so. Because look, 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 look. They're gonna. You know what I think will happen? I think. I think they would win the first game. Unless you hack a Shaq that whole series. 
I would do that. Oh yeah, I mean, nah, but they wouldn't do that because that because Shaq would end up still scoring. Like he's still gonna end up scoring like twenty before he you know start fouling on every single time. I mean, before they start fouling him every single time, he's still gonna get twenty. I promise you, just off rebounds and putbacks. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'd take twenty over forty. You're gonna get at least thirty, forty. I take yeah. twenty. All right. My rapid fire, I have the Lakers in seven. I'm not confident in this pick whatsoever because I mean the Bulls are just loaded. It's, it's so, so close. Tight. You can't like you can't go wrong with either pick. But something that Tello said, what are you doing with Shaq? Who is stopping Shaq? Because you want to know the biggest factor in all this? Hack a Shaq. Everyone's gonna foul right. out. That's so really Shaq can, be, can dominate everyone else mm-hmm. who's coming off the bench. So, right. with that being said, that's what I'm saying. That's what, 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 what I, with, with that being said, I have to pick the Lakers in seven. But I'm telling you, if we, and just a magic wonderland of just, just wondering, just speculating and simulating, I would have loved to see that Kobe and Michael Jordan matchup. Not this is the prime Kobe. Remember that it's not prime Kobe. But this is a Kobe who was pretty damn good. He was pretty damn good, and he was on his way to being a superstar, which he was, which he did become a superstar. But at the end of the day, Shaq is going to be too much. Haggis Shaq is going to come into play. Foul trouble is going to come into play. And with that being said, Lakers will win at seven. So we're going to move off with basketball. Football is still around, even though it's it's kind of – up in the air whether we're going to have football this year. And it's funny how we talked about Cam Newton last week, but we didn't talk about Tom Brady. He left the Patriots. And we was talking about this months months ago, saying where he was going to go, where he think is the best fit. And it turns out the best fit was the Buccaneers. He sounds the Buccaneers. And along with that, Rob Gronkowski gets traded to the Buccaneers as well. Now, I want to warn everybody. You know what, what the Buccaneers this year, this offseason reminds me of? The Cleveland Browns of last year. In terms of hype, because we had because the difference with the Buccaneers is that they have established players in terms of Gronk and Brady with the Super Bowls that they have won. But you know, as opposed to the Browns with Odell and Jarvis and Hunt, Baker Mayfield. I want to warn everybody. Like, listen, it's it looks nice on paper, but we still need to see, see the results on the field first. Because you can say what you want about Brady's weapons or lack thereof last season. He still didn't look good. The arm strength isn't there anymore. So, am I on the right track or or, or I'm just trying to look too much into it? Um, You're on the right track. Like you said, you still got to go out and prove it. They do have a lot of hype. Um, but you can definitely tell that they're in a win-now mode. Oh, 100%. They're in a win-now mode. And they still we still have to see what they do in the draft, too. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You might have to wait for the draft. Yeah, we got to wait for the draft to see what they do if they pick up a running back. They should. Um, maybe another guard to improve that offensive line, something on defense. But they're definitely in a win-now mode, and it really makes that division now a two-team division, in my opinion. 
I think the Saints and the Bucks are the two teams that are going to go neck and neck in that division. Boy, is that going to be fun. Brady and Breeze two times a year. That's right. going to be so, so fun. But um, I think that we need to give a little bit more respect. And I know this is going to sound crazy because I know they haven't done anything well, for the past couple of years. I think, I think we need to give the Falcons a little bit of love because Matt, Matt Ryan hasn't had bad seasons. He's had a lot of bad luck. The injuries have been there. He still he still has Julio Jones. He still has Calvin Ridley. He lost Austin Hooper, and I'm pretty sure he'll be replaced. I think he has been replaced. I think I've got Woody, Woody um, signed. Todd Gurley, listen, Todd Gurley is still a big name. I think if he's a one hundred percent healthy, he will make a difference. So we can't sleep on the can't sleep on the Falcons. And you got Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater is the new starting quarterback. They have PJ Walker as the backup, just in case if anything happens to Teddy. Yeah, arguably the best running back in the game is Christian McCaffrey. But if if one thing that's gonna put Panthers over the top, they need to get a wide receiver. They need to get a wide receiver because DJ Moore, I like DJ Moore, he's a very, very good player, but he's not a number one receiver. So, never mind that. Buccaneers, what do y'all think is – I know, like, it's, it's a little early to make judgments because it's, you know, the draft isn't here yet, but is it too early to make a judgment? Like, what's the feeling for the Buccaneers this upcoming season, if there is a season? Um, well, if I'm a fan base, I'm real happy and I'm excited because, like they said, they are in the win-now mode. Um. The Gronk pickup is a good pickup for Tom Brady. It's a familiar face, a reliable, reliable player. I don't know if we'll see too much of him. I think we'll, they'll probably use him just more so on like goal line and um, like red zone opportunities, just because he is coming back from injury and he's he's been gone a year. But yeah, like on paper they're a pretty good team, but they still have to go out and prove that they're worth the hype. Yeah, I feel like that too. I feel like they still have to go prove it. But I feel like that's every team um that makes big moves like that. Like um and I also feel like this is this isn't my uh opinion. I feel like yes, these are great moves for the Bucks. They're definitely in the win now mode. They're definitely gonna make big moves in the drafts. I think they're gonna do things that we've never seen before. Because for some reason I feel like Brady has this real good agenda to be like, you know what? I want to do this on my own without Bill uh, Belichick uh, to a brand new team. I want to beat one of my rivals in my division, you know what I'm saying, and one of my rivals in my career. Mm-hmm. And I also want to do something different, like get seven rings. You know, like, <laughs> who's going to do that? No. So I, oh, I'm sorry about that. No, good. No. I think the most one of the most interesting storylines for this upcoming season and is Bill Belichick. How's he gonna respond? Is Jared Stidham gonna be the starting running back? That's the starting running back. Wow. Starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. Or something else that I, I thought about just this this draft and all here and all the rumors about this specific quarterback who I'm going to um talk about in a minute. Um I have a feeling with all the the momentum shifting towards the Buccaneers, everyone forget about the Patriots. Even though they had new uniforms, they was like, oh, who cares? Uh, Buccaneers got Brady. Who, who cares about y'all? Mm-hmm. 
who's to say when all these rumors going around, who's to say Tua Tagovailoa does not drop to the Patriots? When uh, wouldn't that be something? Uh, it would be, but I don't I don't know if Miami is gonna let him slip. I think Miami really wants Tua. So if he's still around at that what is it, six pick, I think they'll pick him up. Unless the Patriots do something that's unpatriot like and they trade up to that six. That's pick. what I but, you know what I think? You know what I think that they might do? They may do something crazy like trade up and, and try to actually do something. Because if if Brady's doing something, that means you know Belichick likes to play mind games and he's also petty. So he, he don't rem- he don't forget things. So he may try to do something different too. Like, well, I'll do something else since, you know, my secret weapon in here, I'll create a new one. You never know. What about Justin Herbert, too? See, that's the thing. I think with the Dolphins, it's, up, it's between Tua and Herbert. You're going up against – it's Herbert against Tua's health. Because if – without question, if Tua was healthy, it was, that would be the Dolphins' pick, but it, they're also a little scared because he's not he, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. That's why I think if they if the Dolphins end up picking Herbert, I don't think it's going to be the Chargers that pick up Tua because I think that we haven't really heard anything about that. And I think they're really committed to having Tyrod Taylor as a starting quarterback, and they're probably going to go forward with with um, drafting a quarterback late in the draft. Now keep this in mind. The New England Patriots have 12 draft picks in this draft. They have the capital to do it. And and you know Bill, he ain't afraid to get rid of any players on his team if it's for the betterment, you know, quote-unquote, for the team. Very true. So that's why I think he – I don't – like, I, I, no, I'm not going to deviate before what I'm saying because, like, my, my original opinion was that he will slide to the Patriots. I don't think that he'll Tua will. I, I, I don't think Tua will get picked by the time. I don't think there'll be any teams between the seven and seventeen range that's going to be like, "Hey man, like Tua, like his." Hello. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think he had a little uh, <laughs> technical yeah. difficulty. Well, yeah. continue what you were saying, though. <laughs> I wanted to actually bring this up because you guys are talking about Bill Belichick a lot. And um, I wanted to bring up this point. How do you think this makes Bill Belichick look? Because Brady goes to the Bucks, and then you trade. Gentlemen, we are over anchor airwaves, and sometimes these things happen. I was going off on a whole freaking tangent. And then, then they just cut off on me. So if you hear a, a stoppage and when and we listen to the podcast, I apologize. Not my fault. I didn't fat finger the button. I didn't do none of that. I don't know what the hell happened, but we're going to get back into what I was saying. Hopefully, I'm not repeating myself. <sighs> Anyways, going through 7 to 17, None of the team need a quarterback unless Gardner Minshew is not the future for the Jaguars or they aren't or the Raiders aren't sold on Mariota and Carr. So it leads to an interesting thing after you get to set when you get to 17, and that's where the Patriots are going to pick. So there's a lot of interesting scenarios for Tua, but 
I just want to go on the record that I truly believe Tua will slide to the Patriots at 17. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to drop that far. Maybe, but if that does happen, then that would be real Patriot S. What, Devil Magic getting lucky? Yeah. But when you got cut off, I, I brought this question up to Nate, speaking of like Bill Belichick and everything. I asked him, I said, how do you think this makes Bill Belichick look? You know, with, because you know he's the coach and the GM, and with Tom Brady going to the Bucks, him trading a valuable piece to his team to the Bucks, how do you think this makes him look as a, good both, as a GM? It's a good question, because this is actually brought up in my group chat and saying that there's a culture issue. And I'm not saying a culture issue in the terms of that it's going to, you know, have players, you know, upset or anything like that. Because remember, they're winning championships. So it can't be that bad. But I'm sure there are players that's like, yo, it's not fun playing for the Patriots. It's not fun playing for Bill Belichick. So I think that with stuff like this and the fact that Brady courted Gronk to come to Tampa Bay, it's gonna be like, hey yo, like everyone like they're like they really wanna leave this guy. And I think that it just wasn't fun for Tom Brady anymore, you know, being demanded by someone who he basically shares his legacy with. And mm-hmm. I think and I think that now he's gonna have to start his own legacy. Granted he's gonna have one of his biggest sidekicks by his side. It's gonna be interesting to see, you know, if like I think that's the, I think that's the biggest storyline of the season is to see if if indeed Tom Brady is a system quarterback. It's not like he's it's not like he's working with some scrubs. He has Bruce Arians coaching him up. Bruce Arians is a, is a phenomenal offensive mind. Right. So it's really a matter of you know. Who like what, where are the Patriots gonna be like be at quarterback wise going into next season? And considering that Stidham has gained steam for being the starting quarterback, that's a good sign. You may you still just don't know because with Patriots they have the connection with uh uh Alabama and Nick Saban. Belichick and Saban was on the same staff at one point with the Cleveland Browns. So you want if there's a if there's a connection there, you wanna know you Maybe save his send a little bit of um, a scouting reports for both Tua Tagovailoa and Jalen Hurts. Can't forget about Jalen Hurts in this situation too. Right. So it's going to be interesting. I can't wait for I can't wait for tomorrow, boy. I cannot wait for tomorrow. Yeah. But Man, how do you think it makes him feel? I'm not that. I'm not going to go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Nate. Um, I feel like it makes him feel like he he has now like a a chance to pretty much just like do. Like to start all over, like you know, I don't, I don't really think he, he feels like it's a bad thing. I feel like he's gonna try to do a lot of new things that he hasn't done in his career, like as a coach, and and try different things as a, a GM. You know, like before he ends, you know, his career as a coach. I think this season is gonna go one or two ways. Patriots tough it out, go nine and seven, ten and six. <laughs> Or they struggle, and then more and more things start coming up about Bill Belichick and how he's kind of he's just too much of a hard ass of a head coach, and that's why Brady and Gronk ended up leaving him in the first place. 
It's going to go one or two ways. Now, it's interesting that I say they're going to go either 9-7 or 10-6. Will that win a division is the biggest question. And I want to lead to a little something. I want to deviate from where we was actually going to go with this show. But I want to get a little bit of insight on how y'all feeling about the draft. And what do you think? Y'all respect the teams. If, you know, for those that are new listeners, Tyler's a Jets fan. Nate is an Eagles fan. I'm a Bears fan. Now, Tyler, what do you feel like is the best thing the Jets can do for the NFL draft? The best thing for us to do is to try to bolster that wide receiver core. I've been talking about Jerry Judy the whole time. I think we should draft Jerry Judy, give Sam Donald an outside threat, and um, maybe build on our offensive line a little bit more to help feature Le'Veon in the offense a little bit more. But we really need wide receivers. There's nobody for Sam Donald to throw to. So I feel like that's where we need to go. Jerry Judy, um... Who else is in this wide receiver class? Got C.D. Lamb, got Henry Ruggs. Yeah, Henry got Ruggs. Got Michael Pippen, LaVisca Chino, yeah, uh, Jalen Rager, um, Denzel Mims. They got, you got a lot of options. It's a very yeah. great – it's a very and, – and before I um, ask Nate, um, it's, the Jets are in a position where – they have a good drafting spot to get an offensive lineman. Now, there's a, there's a rumor going out that there's, there's going to be four offensive linemen that's going to go in in the top ten. Now, outside of that, it gets a little – I won't say it gets a little scarce, but it does. it's not the, the top guys that, you know, that are covered in the draft. So, But I think the best-case scenario for the Jets is that you can get an offensive lineman and it would be cool and all, but if Jerry Judy is falling into your lap, you – do not let him go. You need to replace Robbie right. Anderson. And and Brashad Perryman is not that guy. But um Nate, what do you think the Eagles need the most in the NFL draft? I think what we need the most is one, we need a better offensive line. So we need to try to find somebody. Um no more Jason Peters too, so that's yeah, place. Definitely. That's what I was saying. So like Missing him is definitely going to be a, like a big impact on our offensive line. And then on top of that, we definitely need um, an offensive line because Wentz continuously uh, gets hurt. But, you know, this obviously concussion wasn't his fault, but this is a reason why we need to stack up on that. We also need better receivers, so I hope that they, you know, try to look at something um, or try to do something with trading. And I like I told you before, I don't know if Cam is, is you know, trying to come to the Eagles, but I really think <laughs> that's a good spot Man, for him. Cam ain't going no damn Eagles because he's, he's not going to start. Not. Why would he start? You don't think that we would start Cam over Cam? I mean, Carson Wentz? Yeah, that's not the point. Carl, uh, Carson Wentz is the is – the, um, Franchise? He's the franchise quarterback, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're you're not wow. you're not too keen on that, huh? Oh, I'm, wow. I'm, Look at this. I'm not. It's not, it's not that I'm turning. It's not that I'm turning. But Cam is free, so it's like, why would I not take Cam? And 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 like Cam has solidified himself in the league. See, here's so the then thing. what do you do with Carson? Backup for right now. Stop. Oh, get healthy. No, no, no. Get oh, get him. A, yeah, backup, but get him healthy for a season. Well, so it could be like, so could be like the Nick Foles. I'm not. 
No, I'm not saying no. I'm not saying that Cam is needs to sign like a five year plan to to uh deal to the Eagles. I'm saying he could do a one to two year. Cam could sit on a bench for. I mean, Carson could sit on a bench for a, a, a good season just so he's safe and he's but healthy. If, but then what if Cam balls out in that one year? Then what? Then we go from there. What? But is that's going not. From there? Yeah, that. Yeah. What do you mean go from there? We 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 see who played the best, you know. Maybe Wentz likes coming off of the bench in the, in his you know fourth year in the career. I mean, you know, you never know. Ooh. Carson Wentz gonna like coming off the bench. You know, damn. Well, he gets hurt MVP every caliber. season. He gets hurt every season. He needs to get. But, but he needs to, be... to take. I don't want to. I don't want to <clears throat> sound. I don't want to sound like that guy because I'm not that guy. But. If you're getting hurt ever since your first season of the league, and you're this is now your fourth season, Uh-oh. you need to. And this is this is my team. You know, I can say this. I, I rather I rather be the one to say this. But you need to relax because you don't want to end up being like you know Andrew Luck. You don't want to end up being hurt every single season when you know that you're an MVP caliber <clears> type <throat> of player. You need to take at least one season off. I'm not saying to rest, but just so your body can go back to 100% and not going back from 80 to 50, 80 to 0, 80. To, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's never going back to 100%. He just keeps getting hurt. I hate to be the one to say, I told you so. <laughs> I knew it. But, I, but did I not say this? What, did I, that's fine. Come on, come that's on, come fine. On. That's fine. Did I that's not fine. say this? Did I not? Did, was this not my exact <laughs> argument? Yes. He cannot stay healthy. Yes. And look what happened. Yes, you're right. But this last so then, all right, this question, last right? that's not his all right, what's your question? So if you know that, right? Why would uh, you put yourself in that same situation again by getting Cam Newton and then having to decide between you're you gonna put yourself in the same predicament that you were in with Wentz and Foles? It makes no sense. Leave no. Cam alone and just try to rehab Carson. And if something happen, if he can't rehab, then you move him. Nah. So that was gonna lead to a question I have for Nate too. Now, I saw y'all have been talking to quarterbacks. Uh, Do you ooh. mind the, the, the Eagles talking to um, quarterbacks within the draft? Nah, I don't really mind because that's what I'm saying. Like, we're going to need somebody. We need another quarterback, like a solid quarterback. So, if, we, if we're looking into the draft, I wouldn't mind that right now. But I do think that they need to focus more on the offensive line than actual quarterback. Because, yes, we can get a good quarterback, but can we keep him healthy? Like, can he actually be able to throw the ball? Now, I will say this: the Eagles. I don't know what pick the Eagles have. I'm little, I'm little, I'm actually even scared to even go on my phone to check. Cause I mean, I'm gonna tell you might, right now, the thing might cut off all me. <laughs> but um, from what I've seen from the wide receiving core of the Eagles, mm-hmm. you have Deshaun Jackson. We love Deshaun Jackson, but bro can't stay healthy. You have Greg Ward Jr., mm. who is not far removed from being a a quarterback at Houston University, and he was the top receiver last year. Yeah. You have um, I don't even know who the receiving core is. I honestly don't. You got rid of Aguilar, so who like who else do you have? All right, so <laughs> yes, you're right, but right now I feel like. We're not gonna like look at a quarterback. I feel like you're right, but I feel like we might look at uh, what's that guy from uh, Oklahoma? A, no, 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 no. He's not a quarterback. He's a um, 
He's a lineman. Kenneth Murray, I believe, is his okay. name. Linebacker, I think, yeah, yeah I think that's who we're gonna end up getting because that's what we really need is like more of like a lineman. So I'm not sure if if they're really gonna look at a quarterback for the first round, but if they're gonna, I don't know if it's gonna be a trade situation. You never know what really could happen. You know what I'm saying? Because so, we're kind of in a tricky situation because we have a good quarterback. We have an MVP caliber quarterback. So we don't technically need to go in a draft and and find one. But we also need a, you know, a, a backup quarterback. But we also need more linemen than anything else. That's why I keep bringing it up because we can't – we can get all these great pieces, but we can't do anything with these pieces unless we have the people to protect them. And in our receiving core, we have a good receiving core. We have um, uh, Aguilar, obviously. But, you know, at the end of Aguilar the day – gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is gone. Aguilar oh, gone. What's his name? What's, who did we – is, is the show, like the most – the two people I remember is – Deshaun Jackson and Greg Ward. And Greg Ward, yeah. So so even with that, we still have uh, you know, um Jackson. So now all we really need is just lineman. Now keep in mind, Kenneth Murray is um a edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Murray's an edge rusher. Now I don't know if edge rusher is the, the biggest need for the Eagles per se, but Hold on, give me one second, because uh, I'm trying to look up the receiving court for the Eagles. Hopefully, this thing does not turn off on me. I got you. Um, so the receivers: JJ JJ Arcegio Whiteside, uh, Robert Davis, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. I've got, I've got even had Alshon Jeffrey. Your bro was hurt. Um, <laughs> and you have yeah Zach Ertz. You have Dallas Goddard round out the tight end. So I, I think that. Just to uh, be on the safe side with Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson in case they get hurt, mm-hmm. which kind of seems inevitable over the past couple of years, knowing the patterns. I think it's it's good they got draft a uh, wide receiver, whether it's in the first round, whether it's in the second round. It'll most wide likely definitely be still, in the second round. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> the, the wide receiving court is very the, the wide receivers draft class is very very deep this year. So mm-hmm. that's why that's why I say if if teams don't draft their wide receiver in the first round, they're going to be fine. There's a, 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 a embarrassment of riches in terms of wide receiver talent in the draft. But I want to touch on my Bears. Now, we don't have a first-round pick, but we have the 53rd, we have the 43rd and the 50th. And we have needs. We have a cornerback, a need for a cornerback. We have a need for an offensive line. We need a wide receiver. And maybe some pass rush depth and a safety. So there's a lot of avenues we could go on. We go on here. We get Antoine Winfield Jr. from Minnesota, who I think is a great talent, but he's not going to go in the first round because there's just so many other positions um, in the draft that's just loaded. And then you have Grant Delpit, who who had a not so good senior year, but you know his talent. And then you have um, Ashton Davis if he falls. You have Kyle, I think his name's Kyle Reger. He's from uh, one of those D three schools, still up there. And then you go to offensive line. You have Cushionberry. You have Hunt. You have Date. You have um Jackson. You have um um Damian Lewis from LSU. It's a lot of avenues we can go. And then for wide receiver, KJ Hamlet. Hopefully Jalen Rager falls. Hopefully um we and I think Michael Pittman Jr. Lavishka Shino. We have a lot of options. And the one thing I don't want the Bears to do is go tight end. 
Do not go. I was just gonna ask you that too. Do not and and listen. I know Jimmy. You don't like you don't like Colmet. I do like Colmet, but here's the thing. Tight like there's so many wide receiving, so much wide receiver talent, and in the draft that you can. As a matter of fact, I I seen a tweet last night. An NFL exec said, "I would take the tenth best receiver in the game in, in, in the draft before I take the top tight end." So what that tells you, there's a lot of talent in the wide receiver position that you could possibly wait to get a tight end. Because the tight ends are going to start flying off the board from probably sec- late second round to early third round. We don't have a third round pick, and that's also another place I was going to go. We could trade down from the from one of the um, second picks. Because, you know, someone's going to be looking for that second pick. And I think we're, we're looking to get more picks and more draft depth, which I don't mind. But I think one of the most important things for the Bears is – you need to address the offensive line. If you if you don't address the offensive line, then it's going to be a problem because we couldn't run the ball last year. I know we brought in um, Luis Castillo to um, show up the offensive line, but the talent for the right for the right side of the line just isn't there. So I think that we have a lot of avenues to go. The only thing that would mess this up is drafting the tight end. I like Kokomet. I like Bryson Hopkins. I like those dudes, but are they guys that we should reach for? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. So, I can't wait. I, I already got dinner prepared for my draft night. I'm, I'm, oh, I can't wait. What do you eat I'm, I'm eating some slow cooked crock pot ribs, boy. Word, you making boy. them? I'm making them. Oh, and there's one up. thing, if, there, if there's one thing quarantine has taught me is how to cook. And and for those who are just sitting, sitting on the ass and not doing anything and just what just watching YouTube and video games like I was doing at one point, try to branch out. Try to do something, you know, productive. You know, I learned how to cook during this whole thing. So that's something productive. But, you know, you know. But um, we off the NFL <laughs> We off the NFL now. We all jump to, of course, my favorite segment. What's on your mind? So, tell them. Start with you. What's on your mind? All right. Um, I'm gonna take a break from sports. Like we have a choice, right? And mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna go music. Now, French Montana, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> he. Um, I think wait, what was it? A tweet? I think he said, or was yeah, it an interview? It was a tweet. He said, <laughs> oh, he said, um, I wish I had the tweet right here. I mean, pretty much he was saying that. I guess uh, Kendrick Lamar got brought up, and he said how Kendrick Lamar he makes masterpieces, but um, <clears throat> he has more hits than Kendrick, right? So. I'm not going to lie. When I seen it, I was like, whatever, right? But I thought about it, and I really, really thought about it. And he might have a point. He might have a, he might have a valid point. Oh, Jesus. Because the, the thing that – no, because, look, the scenario, that, <laughs> the scenario that he brought up was like a concert. So in a concert setting, you typically want to play songs that's catchy and, like, you know, bops. Now, if you look at it, if you think about it, French Montana might have more "quote unquote" concert hits than Kendrick. He got Unfor- well, he got sorry. Unforgettable. He got Pop That, um, Lockjaw. Uh, 
what up, Shot Caller? Um, I feel like I'm missing Sanctuary. Something. Huh? Sanctuary. Sanctuary. And um, yeah, he might have a point. I just want to know what y'all think about what he said, and if y'all think that it's any validity to it. Nate, go ahead first. <laughs> first of all. All right, so at first when I thought about it, I thought like Tello. I was like, you know what, French is not wild. Like he's not like bugging out. But then I started really thinking about it, and then I'm just sitting there like, well, first of all, Kendrick started out the gate bugging with a a swimming pool, so I think he got a lot of hits um, in his career. So you got humble, you got uh, you got DNA, goosebumps, DNA. you got swimming pools, effing problems, loyalty, collard greens, Mad City, poetic justice, uh, all come, right. I, I mean, you got on. element, the recipe, like bro, <laughs> like, like come like, on. Yo, are you? This is not even a lot. And then I mean, French got hits, bro, but he don't got like. Yes, I understand what you're saying. He got a lot of. Um, concert hits French does but people forget that Kendrick got a lot of concert hits too just because he's a conscious rapper and I'm surprised hello you out of all people I, should, I know I ain't saying he right I'm just saying he got like he, <laughs> he has a case he could make it yeah he has a case he I has think a... Kendrick got more hits but I, I'm not gonna I looked at it first I was like man he bugging but then I'm doubling back and I'm like eh. no, I can I... see why he would say that yeah. it's not yeah I think Kendrick got more hits but I, I think I think I think I think what French was trying to say I th- I understand what he's saying because if I was one of, if I would if I could pick whose concert I'd go to like off of wanting to have fun I'd go to a French Montana concert but if I'd go to like purely based off like all right like I want to listen to straight nothing but hits I'm going to Kendrick Lamar's concert you feel what I'm saying mm-hmm. for fun I promise you I'm going to French I ain't gonna go to Kendrick yeah. for fun. But I'm definitely going to Kendrick for hits. Like if I want to listen to good music, I'm going to I'm going to Kendrick. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, okay. <clears throat> I don't think French Montana is bad. I think his feature he's a very good features rapper. Solo, I can't leaves a lot to be desired. Oh, you're wild. You ain't listen, In my opinion. You, you, ain't, you ain't listen to a lot of old French. That was your problem. Right? Probably. <laughs> Probably. But, let me ask y'all a question. Was there ever a, a, a feature that French Montana had with a, with, a, with a slew of the rappers that said, damn, French caught the body? Did y'all ever say that? Like his point? song and he had a feature on it? Yeah. What, what, what? Yeah, any song he was featured on, did he ever catch the body on any of his features on, for when it's a couple of rappers on the song? Like, did he ever have a best verse? Yes. Um, I'm thinking about it, huh? I'm thinking about Ocho. Mm, who was on Ocho Cinco? Nobody, right? Actually, he mm. might have. Nah, he ain't had a best verse on Ocho Cinco. Oh, no. There, uh, there's only one that he has an arguable case for, in my opinion. What? what? Stay Skeeter. All right, so I was gonna say that, but Drake did Drake. Yeah, that's did. technically Drake, Drake body. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he bodied, but also he has a case, in my opinion. That's that's Rick Ross song, by the way. But that's yeah, that's what Rick, but he listen. Oh, in my yeah, opinion, yeah, he yeah. has a case. Cause listen, that was the best verse I ever this, heard. To this day, yeah. you still say Dwight Howard in the post, though. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. Now, I think we need to really like think about it. 
we see Kendrick as a conscious rapper, but also somewhat in, and I think like people think like lyrics and club hits don't mix. That's a lie. That is a lie. Because for the songs that Nate ran off about on Kendrick, you could play that, you could play most of those songs in a club and people would start reciting the lyrics. Mm-hmm. You see, I think people are just like they look for the they look for the, 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 the catchy lines, and I get that Kendrick has a lot of catchy lines in the songs. But if you have that one quotable in your songs, it doesn't matter what kind of song is it. You will hear people in the club wild because of that. You know, a lot of people say J. Cole is not a not a rapper you play in the club. I'm sorry. If you if you play a a, a good chunk of 24 C uh, Drive, you think people ain't wild in the club for that? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I don't know. Some song. I'm not saying all songs, but some songs, yes. But I think like like. We we are talking about <clears throat> who go hit the hit, but I think in the midst of it, we're trying we're diminishing the actual art of the, of of certain rappers because all we look for is club hits. But I'm telling you, you're in, you're in, you're in quarantine and you're gonna be turning up in your damn room. You think that's fun? No, it's not. Vibe about to something, please. I'm telling you, those club, those songs you play in the club ain't gonna hit when you just sitting in your room, just staring at the wall. Uh huh. True. Sometimes they 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 do be slapping sometimes though. So, so <laughs> I, I I mean just it's some, sometimes but you're just like damn like like at a time like this where I'm alone in my room I'm just doing I'm just doing me doing whatever I want to vibe out to something I don't want to listen to something that I that that won't hype me up to to go about my day. What gonna be hyped up to stay in my house? No. Sorry, but just, no, I don't. I, I care less about that. So, so just to clarify, because I think I missed it. Yeah, I don't think Smith Montana got he, more hits than Kendrick. Bro, no, bro. It it all depends. It all, all depending on what your <laughs> definition of a hit is. Bro, he don't we have just, more hits than. You're right. I agree too. He don't got more hits. Like that's that's the biggest question you could ask. But you know what it is. Though? I think it's just like because he's kind of like an older rapper, and you know, like, like, like rappers get old quick in music. So it's kind of like I guess he feels like he don't get the respect he deserves. So if I was him, I would do that too. I would try to go after like the biggest, the biggest name, just to you know, if it, it was wrong on his part because he's wrong. But I, I think I, that's what it is. I'll say this before I move on to mine. If there was a scenario. Where Kendrick never dropped damn in his previous album was to pimp a butterfly. Um, French Montana will have a case because there's not a there's not a song and to pimp a butterfly that can be played to be played in the club. All right, could be. All right, could be, but maybe I'm not sure about that. Can be played in a concert, yeah, one percent, but. You know, but um, I want to move on from this before because it, it already gets me mad just speaking about it. I just can't stand, like I'm I'm Generation Z baby, but I I can't stand Generation Z people's music taste. I can't stand it. Yeah, it's hard to listen to what you want to listen to, but just their music opinions. And I all I almost deleted Twitter because of Twitter uh, music opinions. I can't yeah, we'll I can't pump, take we'll it. Pump my goal, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm move on because I'm not going. You make me sick. Um. <laughs> 
So I'm not going to talk about sports. I'm not going to talk about race. I'm not going to do none of that. I actually want to touch upon quarantine. Now, I've been out of work for almost a month. And truthfully, I have found myself low-key going crazy. And a lot of it is because that I am trying so hard to keep myself occupied by doing the same things. Whether it's been sleeping, cooking, do a little workout, playing video games, discover new music, stuff like that, right? Now, I understand stuff like that might seem tedious, basically repetitive, stuff like that. But if you're quarantined, if all you could think about is that how you're in the house, you're doing nothing and whatnot, you're doing quarantine absolutely wrong. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna give you uh, some head some I'm gonna give you some good advice. You are never gonna have this type of free time ever in your life again. You're never gonna have it. Like I, I don't know if some I don't know if another one of these um pandemics is gonna happen again, but this is a time where you can reflect on a lot. You might get yourself sad thinking about certain things that happened in your life, relationships that didn't work out, friendships that didn't work out, and you know, try to put things into perspective and you know, really have time to yourself to think. So, my advice to everybody that's in quarantine is to be productive. Don't just don't just sit in the house and just complain about being inside all day. I know it sucks. Being known by your family, it sucks. Doing the same damn thing every day, it sucks. I'd rather I'd rather be at Buffalo Wild Wings crushing some wings right now, but I can't do that. So while I can do that, I can find something that you know stimulates my mind. Speaking of stimulate, I still want my check. But um you can do stuff to stimulate your mind. And I really, really implore y'all to find something new. Read. Write something, write stuff in your notes, write your thoughts down, anything to just to get you through it because this isn't easy to get through. Everyone's so used to going out, clubbing, all this other stuff, but come out your comfort zone, do a little something different. You find a lot about, find out a lot about yourself, and I think that's the beauty of it because you're actually trying to do that. That's all I gotta say. Good point. I'm trying to learn how to draw myself. Right. That, that's a good. That's a good one. I can never. I can never draw. I mean, I ain't making too much progress, but I'm. I'm yeah, trying. I'm... What? I, I can draw. I can draw the hell out of a hangman. He's. You are. Oh my lord! Listen, I'm gonna ignore that. 3D and all that. I'm ignore that. Stop playing with me. What? Yeah, know what Common said. And in a line of the song, I'm actually quoting Common. Don't kill me over this, but slow motion is better than no motion. You start little, you build big, and then next thing you know, you have portraits hanging up in your wall. Boom, straight like that. He said all that. No, I no no. The slow motion better than oh, no motion. Added, that's, you added the, yeah, I added my own sixteen on it. Yeah, pretty okay. much, pretty much. I don't know if that's sixteen, but um, if that's the case, I might have to start think of a new I career. Fire. Hey. Hey man, listen. If, if y'all want to start giving me some beats, I'll do a little something, something with it. Yeah, hit I'll up, get back. Hit up my boy, I'll, uh, I'll French. Get, uh, well, yeah, he give me some hits. 
you know, I started getting wow. back a little bit of poetry, you know, talking about stuff that probably no one cares about. <laughs> but no, I don't want to I think I, I, I want to get back to it. I think I'm going to get back to my blog soon. My girlfriend keeps badgering me about getting back to my blog. And uh, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it soon. So, Coley's Corner is going to be back soon. Heard it here first. Lit. We we definitely uh, heard, excited about good, that. Good. Yeah. Well, wait. another episode in the books. Another quarantine episode in the books. Um, the NFL draft is. T- how you forget, wow. my boy? How you forget? How you? How you not even start a show? You are hey, yo, oh look, my God. I don't even want. I don't even want to do it. I don't even want to do it. Wow. Nah, bro, don't let him. Don't let him disrespect you like that. Nah, hold on, hold on. I don't even want to do it. Nah, look, I don't even want to do it. Hold on, hold on. I got mixed up. We was talking about a lot with the with, with the French wow. and Kendrick stuff. I got pulled up. My That's different. Made, I want you to go for it because I want to hear what you have to say. I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't know what he said, but I, I apologize. Now, can you proceed with your what's on your mind, please? I had to leave, I man. I had to leave, right? Why'd you leave? Is he just is... the, the nerve of you? The nerve of listen, you. Listen, listen. Come out in the cold like that. Listen, man. I got caught up. I'm not running I from I'm appalled. And my name's Tyler. I am appalled. Yo, I got I got caught up, man. That's my fault. That what I would like is for Nate to speak up and say something if he, if he ain't leave again. Nate, are you there? Nathaniel. Bro, what he bounced on us? I, I, I done messed up, huh? Yeah, you better you better write him a, a poem. You said you well, 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 first of all, I haven't written a poem since about a good long time. So I don't know if I You better you better dig in that bag and write something. You act like I got I got a magic bag where I just come up with words and all this other stuff. I don't know what you got at your home, brother. I have no clue. Well, it's not anything crazy. I ain't got nothing crazy at my house, okay? So... I hope not. I have to call the authorities. Oh, the, oh you're, gonna, you're gonna call the authorities. That's that... I thought... I thought you wasn't with all that stuff. You're gonna call the authorities. What happened? I thought... I mean, I don't know what you might have in there. You gotta be safe. Well, well, listen... I don't do anything crazy. I, I, you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm a stand-up brother. Okay. You know this, right? Huh? You know I'm a stand-up brother. Yeah, you stand up. Listen. Sometimes. I'm sometimes. I'm, I'm a, I'm a great person. Brandon Cauley is a great person. Okay. I don't like talking yeah, about right. myself, but I, I'm a great person. I'm a great friend, and I, I messed up. With my friend, I hope he joins back because we gotta finish this. And I ain't going nowhere till we finish. So I got my arms crossed and I'm sitting here and I'm waiting. So well, I guess that makes two of us. Side note, did you know that Shaq bought Papa John's? Bro, you're like a year late. I'm a year late. Oh yeah, I am lucky. I was cause I was watching the thing. I thought that was recent. I'm about to get Papa John's tomorrow, just because. You know what Papa John's was uh, on one of these times, right? 
They were. You, you remember what Papa John's was doing back uh, a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, but I mean, Shaq there now. What's Shaq going to do? Wipe all that racism away? He's going to change the leadership. He's going to get them people out the way and change the culture. All right. I mean, I My guess. Bad. I mean, listen. sorry about that. Sorry about that. Hey, there you sorry go. about that. There, there you go. Wait a minute. Brandon, nah. recite your poem. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's your poem. Who is that? Teddy Pentagram? What? I, I wish I could sing like Teddy Pentagram. <laughs> I wish. That's a that's a that's a bad enough boy. Well, let like, me tell you, Nate, my, it's good that that was happening because my what's on your mind is short and sweet. All I know for the last couple of days, I know I've been thinking about Kobe, and I know um, we all been going off on, on like a tangent about like uh, who's the greats and things like that. But for some reason, I just cannot forget this one NBA moment. And that's when T-Mac scored 13 points in 33 seconds. How do you score 13 points in 33 seconds? All three points. All right. Bye. That's my cousin. That's your cousin, bro. I need whatever he was drinking that day. Because <laughs> the way he was scoring... He was, he was with my he was with my other he was with my other oh, cousin Dion. Oh, he was on the pack. Oh my god, that's right. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, that 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 thirteen points in uh yeah, seven man, seconds. Rocking the fire, go well many seconds together, man. That fuego. Oh my lord. <laughs> that pack. I'm telling you. How you coming at your own man? You was the same person coming at us for coming at him. I'm not coming at him. I'm embracing it. Y'all trying to make fun of him. You say what I you ain't want. I'm making fun of him. Not at all. You just all. kept calling it Dion Pack, Yo, and Dion, you kept trying to insult. Just the go goat. to the NFL, you watch man. Your don't, don't track that no more. Percy Harvin went back. Go to the NFL. <laughs> bro was under two hundred pounds. How nah, are you going to the bro, NFL? This bad play is under two hundred pounds in the NFL, bro. He, he's a basketball right. player. It's Wait, not, while we talk about happening. this, before we end, let me ask y'all one last question. Yeah, I think LeBron will be a, a, a number one overall pick in football. He was a – no, he was a – oh, oh, I don't think y'all know. Okay, so mm-hmm. LeBron was a, uh, in Ohio. He was a number one prospect to be uh, – to go to <coughs> – sorry, to go to NFL. So uh, – I don't know if it'd be a number one pick because number one pick could be bust sometimes. But I think because they I think nah, he would have been a good. Uh, he was a, he was a wide receiver. No, no, no. Oh, wait, he no, he's five eight, right? He he could probably he probably would have been a. Yeah. I mean, I said wide five. Receiver. I mean six eight. He probably could have yeah, been definitely. He probably they told, been a wide they were saying in that article that he was a taller, slower version of Randy Moss. Back in high school. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was case, saying. He probably would have went number one. He'd have been like Megatron. That was my take. (laughs) Thanks for all right. Well, let me start this over without being rude. I I uh, I will do better next time. I will not cut off my friends. I will not sell them short. You sure about that? So that was crazy, man. Now I'm just (laughs) guys. We joke like this all the time. No worry. No, it's. 
that's that, that's the that's yeah. the <laughs> we, we grind each other's gears. But um, anyways, that's another edition for our quarantine podcast. Hopefully, we'll be back next week to break down the draft and everything else that happens in between. If we got the big news, we are gonna break it. So, for me, oh, before 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 I end this, I just want to share the message that I shared last week. If you do not have anything important to do, stay the hell Please. home. And for those idiots in Detroit, stay the hell home. If you get sick, I could care less. But stay home. Idiots everywhere stay home. Yeah, stay home. If you don't have any if you're not going grocery shop, if you're not getting something to eat, anything like that, stay home. And that's all I gotta say about that. So for me, Talo and Nate, we will see you hopefully next Please. week. Peace and love.